the fifth psalm. We're reading this psalm in light of its statements about the holiness of the Lord and how we ought to worship in fear toward His holy temple. Let's all rise together and read Psalm 5. In unison, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. For they have rebelled against Thee. But let all those that put their trust in Thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because Thou defendest them. Let them also that love Thy name be joyful in Thee. For Thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt Thou compass him as with a shield. Amen and Amen. You may be seated. David, in the first three verses, confesses his reliance upon prayer. And he tells the Lord to hear him, to hearken to him, as he addresses the Lord as his King and his God. Because it's to thee I will pray. Thou art my King, thou art my God, thou art my Lord. To thee will I pray. In fact, he closes out the third verse by saying, I will look up. We are not to look horizontally for our help because horizontally there is no help. We are not to put our trust in princes for there is no help in princes. No trust in the flesh because there is no help in the flesh. We need to look up. And David says he will look up in the morning when he would direct his prayer unto his God and King. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee. That is the way to start a day. It is not a nutritious breakfast. You can do right well without one. But you cannot do right well without looking up. You cannot do well without praying in the morning and setting your day the right way to seek the Lord that day. 
You cannot be successful as a Christian without starting your day by submitting to your God and King and begging for His help upon all that you're going to attempt that day. That ought to be the most important thing in the morning for us. Forget your makeup. Forget to comb your hair. Forget to tuck your shirt in. But don't forget to direct your prayer unto God in the morning and to look up. David then explains why the Lord ought to hear him. Because for three verses, verses 4, 5, and 6, he describes the wicked, that God hates them, they're an abomination in his sight, and he's not going to hear and answer them. But David is going to come to the Lord in a very different way than they come. There's a huge contrast between verses 6 and 7, and that is what we want out of this psalm today. Look at verses 4 through 6, some of the more commonly neglected verses in the Bible. Psalm 5, 4. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. This is a description of His holiness. He takes no pleasure, no approval, no acceptance of wickedness. And evil shall not dwell with him. It doesn't matter on whose part that evil might have been committed. No evil will dwell with the Lord. There is nothing that defileth that will ever be allowed into heaven. Revelation twenty-one twenty-seven. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. He will not have it. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing, that is, liars and deceivers. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. Liars and deceivers, bloody and violent men, wicked men, foolish men, they shall not stand in thy sight. God will not allow it. Out of here! Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. He will not tolerate sin. This is his glorious holiness. And yet, David said in the first three verses that he would look up to this God and this King, whom he addressed as my King and my God. And here's what made the difference. The wicked can pray all they want. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. The prayer of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. How much more when he bringeth it with a wicked mind. Even when he brings it with a neutral mind, it's an abomination. Because if you are not living a righteous life, the Lord will not regard your prayers. But, and we should love the the buts of the Bible, but if we were just to read 4, 5, and 6 and know that we we, we qualify for verses 4, 5, and 6 were it not for the grace of God, but we have verse 7. But as for me, I will be different than verses 4, 5, and 6. I will not play the fool. I will not take pleasure in wickedness myself. I will not be evil. I will not lie. I will not deceive. I will not be a hypocrite. I will not be violent against any man. David said, but as for me, in opposition to verses 4 through 6, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, 
And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. This is a drastic difference between verses 4 through 6 and verse 7. But as for me, I will look up. I will direct my prayer in the morning. Lord, my God and my King, I will come to you every morning knowing that you will not hear nor receive a foolish or wicked man. But as for me, I will come trusting in your mercy that you have forgiven me. And I will come in holy fear toward thy holy temple. He will worship God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. There is no difference between the two testaments. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to approach unto Him, you must come the same way because He is a jealous God under both testaments. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. I will come into the house where the foolish shall not stand. I will come into the house where the God that is there worshipped hates all workers of iniquity. How shall we come in? In the multitude of His mercies. Not just a little mercy, not just one mercy, but a multitude of His mercies. So that we shall cross the threshold into the presence of God, calling out for His mercy. Jesus said that a publican went down to his house justified who prayed this prayer. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That is how we come through the door into the house of God. And I don't really mean this room. I mean the presence of God where the Lord Jesus Christ sits at God's right hand. How can we be received there? Through the multitude of His mercies that are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Once we come in based upon the mercies of God, how do we worship? It tells us, And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. We come in trembling. We come in fearful. We come in reverently. We come in humbly. Seeking not to displease God in anything in our lives. We come in confessing our sins out of a desire to please Him and to stand in fellowship with Him without sin separating us. In thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. We know that God is holy, so we come in dreading and hating our sins and confessing them and seeking to worship Him exactly as Scripture tells us and cleansing our heart. We do not come in here thinking about other things. We do not come into the worship of God, nor seek to walk with Him with our minds off, distracted and diverted by all sorts of little soap bubbles of this life. We come in in fear to worship Him in His holy temple. This is how the God of heaven is worshipped. And we could go on and read, but I don't want to distract your attention from verses 4 through 7. He prays for guidance because He has so many enemies. And then He tells all those that put their trust in Him to rejoice, they should shout for joy because God is going to deliver them because He defends all those that love Thy name and those that love Thy name should be joyful in God. The God that is holy is a terrifying and a dreadful God, but it is not a cause for us to be full of slavish fear. We should be full of rejoicing with trembling. 
We should be full of a desire to reverently worship Him and please Him. That is the true fear of the Lord. Because God will bless the righteous and with favor He will compass Him as with a shield. He will be fully protected on all sides. If you live the righteous life, David described in verse 7, where he said that he would come in to the presence of God in the multitude of God's mercies. And that's how the only way we can enter is pure mercy. And then he would worship in fear toward his holy temple. We are worshiping a holy God this morning. He is in his holy temple. His eyelids try. His eyelids try the sons of men. The blessed God of heaven, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You cannot hide from Him. Let us cleanse ourselves right now by prayer and confession for God to have mercy upon us, that we can come into His house in the multitude of His mercies and worship Him acceptably with reverence and godly fear because He is in His holy temple. Father in heaven, in Thy mercies we trust. And we come before Thee, confessing our sins. O Lord of heaven, forgive us. Forgive us, O Lord. The foolish thoughts, words, and things that we have done. Forgive us. Forgive us, O Lord. Those spiritual things and good things that we should have done, that we did not, and have mercy upon us. In the multitude of Thy mercies, we come before Thee. In the multitude of Thy mercies, we ask for Thy forgiveness. Hear from heaven and cleanse us from all iniquity through Thy faithfulness and justice in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And, O Lord, teach us and show us how to worship in fear toward Thy holy temple that we might be received this day. O Lord, let us never in this life or the next hear the words, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. We love Thee and we love Thy holiness and we're thankful that we have such a holy God. And in Thy mercies we trust and in Thy fear we worship toward Thy holy temple. In Jesus' glorious name, Amen.